Sue Daily-ish, episode 35. Today is Wednesday, September 10th. It's one degree. Ugh. It's one degree Celsius. Ugh. That's the sound I make at that temperature. But this is not a weather podcast. This episode of Daily-ish is brought to you by a couple sponsors we have. One is Campaign Monitor, which you're very familiar with, I'm sure, by now. Visit canvas.cm if you haven't already. Check out their awesome template creation tool. The other sponsor is Less Accounting. It's a for running a business, sending out invoices, that kind of thing. Check them out, lessaccounting.com. You can use coupon code TIGERUPPERCUT for 83% off your first three months. Awesome. If nothing else, that coupon code is worth checking them out for. Great company, fun, fun guys to work with. All right, so it's day, what, day one of the new world of iPhones. The Apple event was yesterday. They had tons of issues with their streaming stuff. There was all sorts of complications. So I didn't actually watch it live, live sort of while I do other stuff is generally what I do and uh, ended up just get, catching the end of it and then watching the first half later, just on the Apple TV later. And uh, the usual, like, um, it's the church of Apple and everything's awesome and they... Uh, all sorts of hyperboles about their abilities and the devices they make and all that kind of stuff. And so you kind of just have to set that aside when you watch that stuff and just, if you're interested in it, enjoy it or don't watch it and don't, don't get bugged by that stuff. But, um, and also remember it's, uh, it still is a fairly, as much as it feels like the world world is watching that conference, the two hour, it's a two hour thing keynote they did. Um, it is, it's for, nerds and press you know and apple developers and to get excited about developing for this thing and it's a little bit like it's certainly leaked over into the rest of the world sort of paying attention in general to what's going on with apple and what they're announcing and things like that but the average person doesn't really sit down and watch that thing or care who appears for that matter which i'll cover in a minute so the iphone 6 uh which is a 4.7 inch amazing looking phone best phone ever made of course iphone 6 plus a 5.5 inch diagonal display phone which is also the most amazing phone ever made uh and uh the uh which it just feels big it seems big to me even the 4.7 inch uh mark Arment was posting pictures of his his wife had they printed off like the um sort of a template of what the screen would look like how big it would be on cardboard or something and then we're like you know putting posted pictures of it in her back pocket and her front pocket and how it just, you know, it'll stick out of pockets now and all that kind of stuff. And that's my hesitation in going to anything larger. I still, like I said, I have the iPhone 4. I want it something faster for speed for sure. But just the size of a bigger phone in terms of carrying it around and stuff just seems unwieldy. But I know there's, you know, stranger folks out there with big Samsung Galaxy Tab thingies that they lug around like <laughs> like some weight they have to bear. Um so I know it'll be fine, but that's a big reason why I'm leaning towards and probably will do an upgrade to the iPhone 6. I've said this as many times that it's finally my time to upgrade my phone, well overdue, and uh, but primarily due to the size. A 4. <coughs> excuse me, 4.7 inch screen is just way more manageable in terms of carrying it around, keeping it in your pocket, not being a little bit inconspicuous as you pull it out to use it, that kind of stuff. Um, the five inch, five point five inch model, the iPhone six plus. The only addition it has is optical image stabilization, which is very intriguing to me as someone who likes taking pictures and video with my phone. But I don't feel it's worth 
buying that for my carry phone, regular use phone. If I was in a situation where I was using these for recording more video and stuff, which I'd love to do for clients and things, um, then I think I'd just pick up one, an iPhone 6 Plus off contract, use it kind of like an iPad mini almost, and also the, the video camera for video shoots and stuff. Um, so what are you going to get? Let me know. Chris at goodstuff.fm. What are you upgrading to iPhone 6? Do you care? Ambivalent. Choosing the iPhone 6 Plus. Big, huge, massive phone. <laughs> uh, the other thing is Apple Pay. I'm not really worried about or concerned about it's US only for now. Could care less. It won't be here for a year or two at least, I'm sure. Well past the iPhone 6. Um, and uh, and it's it still is, if, since it's Apple's payment system, it's going to be locked to Apple's phones and devices. As great as that is for me as an Apple user, it's I know from the the uh, store owner perspective, it's just yet another little thing to have on the counter to pay with and stuff like that. So we'll see. I, I'm I'm sure they'll put a lot of weight behind it and push behind it, but I'm skeptical that any one company can sort of uh, grasp this payment process system and make real headway in it unless they work together with a lot of other people. They have like Visa, MasterCard, and American Express, I think, are on board with them. And so there's definitely infrastructure in place with the existing credit card companies and the security, extra security that's provided by using this system instead of giving someone a credit card is great. I just am skeptical still that they won't. Someone, like, Everyone's kind of reluctant, I feel like, in a, in a business sense to hand over everything to Apple in the way that the music industry felt like they did when they handed over the keys to the music industry to iTunes and Apple and that, that came out and sort of the lock-in that felt like that developed is obviously didn't really because you can still buy music elsewhere now but um, and the Apple Watch is the other item that they talked about and announced but it's not available until 2015 early 2015 they say so probably <laughs> mid 2015 realistically and uh, it felt a little bit like a it's the same I think Guy English tweeted this but uh, something, something similar to like a uh, a concept car when Ford announces their whatever Camaro for 2020 or something, you know, and it's not something anybody's going to actually use for a while. And it, it's a little bit weird of Apple. I guess they just wanted to get this out out there and, and get people excited about the, I think the idea that they're building a, a watch like this and, and allow developers because it's such a weird new screen size and all that kind of stuff and interface to start developing for it, I guess. But um, I don't know. It starts, Pricing is around 350 US on up, so you're talking very exclusive as far as most people buying it. I have no doubt it'll sell. Like Apple has always sold premium products at a higher price, no problem there. But uh, just not something that I'm interested in. We watched my wife and I watched it, uh, the part about the watch yesterday, and we're both like it's neat and it's interesting. But a little bit creepy. The like, there's sensors for your heartbeat, which is great for like fitness tracking and stuff. But also, they're they're using it for like, you can send your heartbeat as a animated emoji to someone, and they can know how fast your heart is beating, and it'll display that on the screen, kind of thing, in an animated heart icon and stuff like that. And draw little pictures on it to send to someone, and even like pictures. Who's gonna look? Why why would you share pictures with someone on a watch? a little tiny screen watch. You're going to show them pictures of your kids or whatever when you've got a 4.7 or 5.5 inch phone in your pocket that they can actually see the picture on instead of squinting down and trying to look at your wrist awkwardly. Um, I don't know who does that, but I guess Apple seems to think people will. Um, I'm, I'm excited about it in general. It's a neat thing, but it's not, yeah, not for me yet. I have no doubt it will be eventually. I'm sure I'll be wearing an Apple Watch someday because I wear all the Apple stuff. Uh, 
Finally, uh, U2 was announced, or surprise guest at the end. They often have music guests at the end of their their keynotes and things like that, And which I'm a huge U2 fan. So obviously it was kind of neat for me to see my favorite brand with my favorite band. <laughs> and uh, they um, played a new song that they just, they're releasing and announced the deals that the the deal that they'd worked out with Apple where they're giving away their new album released yesterday, Songs of Innocence, um, for free to every iTunes user. So whether you have an iTunes account right now or not, until mid-October, I think it is, you can go grab the the new U2 album for free, download it, listen to it, it's yours, and uh, which I think is a neat thing. There's a 500 million users of iTunes, so potentially that's a lot of, in as much as it sounds like it's not a big deal to a band like U2, you know, their last album, I think, sold just over a million copies somewhere in there. And so it's this is still a huge number of people that potentially could listen to their music. They're still, um, they get slagged a lot for being, you know, old band, whatever, over the hill, all that kind of stuff. And that's fine if you're that way. That's your choice. I'm a fan, obviously, so I'm a little biased. But I still think they're, they're hungry for... An, an audience and want to get their music out to as many people as possible and just the same way that a brand new band does and they still have a bit of that excitement to get their music out there and so it's it's kind of neat a interesting deal we'll see how it plays out in terms of actual uh, I don't know if they'll announce how many people have listened to tracks or anything like that I'm sure they will if it's a big number um, and uh, and they're still releasing the album traditionally in October I think it is um, along with a couple extra tracks on the album so that you know, hardcore fans like myself will probably still want to pick up the the retail release, whatever it's called. Um, and uh, so, yeah, listen to it. It's streaming on Beats Radio if you're or Beats in the states, I think, and iTunes Radio if you're in the states somewhere. Um, check it out there. That's today. I think it goes on there. So, what do you think? If you're a fan of you two, you probably were pumped about it. If you weren't, you're probably annoyed. There's a kind of a, a th- pretend contract negotiation on stage between Bono and Tim Cook about how they're going to release it and a lot of Apple nerds felt it was awkward and, and uncomfortable to watch or whatever and maybe again because I'm a fan and know that uh, that seems to be a bit of Bono's shtick as for that rehearsed theatrics um, I've just found it goofy and, and kind of funny or whatever just having a little bit of fun with the whole thing uh, and you can see the edge and Adam and Larry kind of laughing at Bono's attempts to make this into this you know fake negotiation or whatever it's also funny knowing that like when they panned through the crowd later, like front row is Chris Martin from Coldplay, Dr. Dre, Gwen Stefani, you know, all these other musician artist peers of theirs that are sitting in and sort of watching this happen in front of them or whatever. And, and knowing obviously full well that it isn't just, you know, live and happening. Everybody knows that, but just, I felt like it was just having a little fun, but some people, I guess, don't think Apple should be goofy or have a little fun like that. They just kind of forget all the previous keynotes where Steve Jobs would do weird and like rehearse spontaneity things where it was like, Oh, as if this couch just happens to be here and I'll sit here and use my iPad and, and whatever, that kind of stuff. But I digress. You can, uh, find this episode at goodstuff.fm slash dailyish slash 35. I'm I Chris on the Twitters. Good stuff. Underscore FM is on Twitter as well. My thanks to less counting and campaign monitor for sponsoring this episode. I have a Patreon page that I set up. I haven't talked about a lot on here. Uh, Occasionally I'll mention it, Um, but a few folks are supporting me on there. So if you're interested in supporting my podcasting efforts, visit patreon.com slash iChris. Link will be in the show notes, of course, as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. (laughs) 